Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. There were two more murders 15 miles well, away. Arrived, the found the telephone and electricity line here described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Good morning. Murder. Money can breed problems. It's common for most couples or people to fight about money. On March 24th, 2008, a man took his money troubles and legal troubles out on his wife and four children. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On March 23, 2008, Easter Sunday, the Supel family did what they had been doing every year for as long as they could remember. They attended Easter Mass at St. Mary's Catholic Church, a church the family had been attending for years, and where the Supels, Stephen and Cheryl, had been married years ago. With them was Stephen's parents, Cheryl's parents, and their four children. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary, and the holiday panned out just as it had every year. Around 8 p.m., a family friend visited the home, saw one of the children, and visited with Stephen. Again, not noticing anything unusual within the home. However, beginning around 11.30 p.m. on March 23, 2008, Stephen made a series of strange phone calls to former co-workers and relatives. He left voicemails on each of their machines, apologizing for different things he felt he had done. He left a message for his father and brother at their law firm, stating that his family was in heaven. He then took the time to write a note and place it in his kitchen. The contents? A statement about killing his wife and children. While it's common belief that, by this time, Cheryl Supel had already perished at the hands of her husband, their four children were still alive. Between those 11.30 phone calls and 3.45 a.m. on March 24, 2008, Supel gathered his four children into the family van and attempted to kill them and himself by carbon monoxide poisoning. After this failed, he brought the kids back into the home where he bludgeoned them to death with two baseball bats. The oldest three, Ethan, 10, Seth, 9, and Mira, 5, were all found in their bedrooms, while Eleanor, 3, was found downstairs in the children's playroom. Around 3.50 a.m., Stephen left a message on his home answering machine, expressing his regret for the part he played in his family's death. Another message was left at 4.01, where he explained that he attempted to drown himself, but, quote, kept floating. At 6.31 a.m., a 911 dispatcher got a phone call from Stephen, telling them to go to his home immediately, but disconnected before identifying himself. Five minutes later, a car crash took place on Interstate 80 outside of Iowa City. The car was engulfed in flames, and inside was the body of 42-year-old Stephen Supel, who perished after deliberately crashing the family car into a concrete pillar. When police arrived, they were greeted by the grisly sight of the total family annihilation of the Supel family. So, 
What made this seemingly mild-mannered banker take the lives of his entire family? At first, no one could figure it out. Stephen and Cheryl seemed to have a wonderful marriage. They were married on June 13, 1990, and soon thereafter adopted their four children from South Korea. They attended church regularly, and Cheryl stayed home to dote on the children while Stephen worked at a bank. But it was the job that put food on the table for his family that also became their downfall. Just one month before the murder, Stephen was indicted by a federal grand jury on charges of embezzlement and money laundering and a total of a little over $559,000 from his former employer. Stephen pled not guilty, but had indicated to investigators that he had used the money for personal bills. At the time of the murder, he was out on bond, awaiting an April trial. It seemed that money and his impending trial were too much for Stephen to handle, and he took his family down with him. On March 29, 2008, the St. Mary's Church in Iowa City held a Catholic Mass for all six members of the family. The inclusion of Stephen in this Mass generated controversy among Iowa City Catholics and Catholic scholars. Should they have included a multiple murderer in these services? And as a final blow to the remaining Supel family, the Hills Bank and Trust, where Stephen served as a vice president and stole funds from, demanded that the Supel estate pay for $32,673 in outstanding loans just months after the murder. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on March 25th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.